standby passengers, see me at the podium near city center. Non-Rev Lounge is a travel and aviation podcast. Monique, Laura, and Tyler are three friends that work for a major airline as gate agent, flight attendant, and ramp worker. During this podcast, they will discuss using their flight benefits to travel the world as well as talk about things that happen at work. They have guests on almost every week to share their travels and stories, leaving tips on the best places to travel or things to do. Enjoy. Welcome to Non-Rev Lounge. We're excited for today's show. This is show number seven. Uh, we don't have Monique or Lara with us today, but we do have our good friends Doug and Drew from Next Trip Podcast. And we're currently sitting in a hotel in San Francisco, just overlooking the runway. We decided since we we're going to be together that we should do a combined show. So we actually did a two-part combined show. The first part came out yesterday on Next Trip Podcast. So There'll be, we'll put some links in the show notes and you can go get to Next Trip through those links and listen to the first part and then come back for the second part because some things we talk about this one may not make sense unless you hear that first part. So go check that out and then come back and listen to this. In the first section, we talked about our non-rev being to San Francisco and exactly the different routes we all took to get here. We also talked about the new Spirit Frontier merger and just our thoughts on that and also the new airline that's going to fly to Asia but connect through Anchorage and just kind of our thoughts if that'll work or not. So we had a, a good conversation and uh, and then some of that leads into what we're talking about on this show. If you're one of our faithful listeners, thank you for always supporting us and listening. If you're new to the show, if you're over here checking out Doug and Drew, uh, welcome. We hope you enjoy it and then uh, you continue to come back and, and go back and listen to our old stuff. But we're excited for today's show, so welcome to the show, guys. Tyler, it's great to be back. Hello, Non-Rev Lounge listeners. We love listening to Tyler, Mo, and Laura as much as you do. And this is a real treat to be on the show, which Drew and I give four out of five stars. <laughs> four, because all the listeners you've stolen from us. Although I might put that at like the Great Salt Lake and say zero out of five stars. <laughs> zero out of five stars. <laughs> yeah. It's probably beautiful. <laughs> I've, I've been there, it is. I would give it. Four out of five stars. <laughs> All right, for sure, Doug. For the for those of you that haven't listened to part one of this show on Next Trip Podcast, we're an SFO with two of our best friends, Greg, who has been a guest on both shows and an advisor to both, and Nate, who creates YouTube travel videos. You'll have to go back and listen to how we all got here. It was truly non-rev lounge material. Like Drew just explained, we have our friends Nate and Greg with us on the show. You might remember Greg from our season one. I think it was show number 43. He was on and talked about some of his trips there. So neither of these guys work for the airlines, and so both of them flew on buddy passes. And so let's find out, what did you guys think of flying non-rev, maybe even for the first time? Yeah, it was quite an experience. I don't think, from my perspective, I don't think I had quite the adventure that nate and drew had getting here problem greg had was getting an aisle seat and not a window on in business class. <laughs> in business class yeah. hashtag greg problems <laughs> yes those are definitely first world problems uh, uh, no i nate and drew certainly had a little more adventure getting here and i'm sure they'll they'll share that but for me it was a little less stressful got on the flights the non-rev flights pretty easily uh, yes, I we ended up in business class. Unfortunately, they were not window seats. <laughs> there we and go. Unfortunately, there it is. <laughs> as a person that's six four, 
even the lie flat seats are not made for people that size. Oh, so. boy. Here we go again. But I think <laughs> Greg is actually one of our best listeners of the Non-Rev Lounge, and he listens every week, and it's been great to give us feedback. And so he's probably heard me telling about how great it is, and I probably edit out all the hard times with that. So he just expects it to be amazing and always lay flat. So it's probably my fault that our podcast should fault for that. No, I, I'm surprised, I, I, Greg, I'm surprised you haven't complained about the, the cross belt getting oh, in your yes. way because sometimes when you lean back and the belt's not on did, you feel it behind your shoulder blade i did complain to drew while we were on the <laughs> i said is. this i said this shoulder strap is kind of oh, a yeah, pain okay not non-rev non-rev lounge listeners here's a travel <laughs> hack what i do with that shoulder strap you take the adjustable headrest you pull it out a little bit pull the shoulder strap and you tuck it and then you push the adjustable headrest and then boom it's out of your shoulder blade hey travel wow. tip or you just sit in 30F and you don't complain. <laughs> you don't have a shoulder strap. You take your original seat, which was 37K. <laughs> I went into the lie flats expecting not to fit in those. Mm-hmm. Because I know, I mean, I realize, like I said, I'm six foot four. And what, I can't. What, what percentile are you? He's freakishly tall. Do you, so big, you know? big percentile. I have no idea. Yeah. But I know, I, I know I'm probably, taller, taller probably than the average. Probably like top five. Top five percent. I'm taller than the average traveler. What percentile so. are you, Nate? I'm in the one percent. I'm in, I'm in the low one percent <laughs> of, of height. Yeah, I'm in the no. I'm in the five seven or less. I'm I'm height sorry. Percent. I'm sorry, Nate. I'm and sorry. so no, no, I don't but, care. I, I don't in, mind being short. In all seriousness, I'm used to this because I live in a small market that is serviced primarily by regional jets, mm-hmm. and so I'm used to getting on to an E-145 or an E-175 or a CRJ where I kind of have to stoop over just to get to my seat mm-hmm. because I can't, it's not a full-size cabin. cabin, mm-hmm. And so I can't walk like that. So yep. I just, I'm, I'm used to it. It must have felt nice to be able to stand up straight in the 777 today and like not have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> but can I ask you, did it make you anxious not having a seat on the flight? Um, no, because we had been watching this for days leading up to this and the flight from Newark to San Francisco was remarkably open. Mm -hmm. Like there were a ton of seats on this, on this flight. So I felt pretty confident, even if we didn't get business class, that you get we on were the we were certainly going to get on the flight yeah, somewhere. It wasn't it wasn't minus two or right. The five flight wasn't oversold, so I, yeah. I, I was pretty confident we'd at least get on the flight, even if it wasn't business class. I was only concerned because we got downgraded from the three hundred to the two hundred. I'm like, okay, but there were still like how many seats were open in Maine? Like right, a hundred or something. It was ridiculous. So we we were going to get on the plane. Okay, so to non-rev lounge listeners, most of whom are airline employees who have non-rev horror stories like I do, just know that the complaints that these two have <laughs> are the business class not seat life flat seat not being long enough, and for you being downgraded from a triple seven three hundred to a two hundred. No, I was saying that do that was my only concern about not getting a seat. No. I have zero complaints about what happened over the last two days. Right. I was just glad to get on the seven six yesterday. Okay. And super stoked to be on business today. I was just happy to be able to be here. Uh, I mean, unlike Tyler, who had to fly to one air, air, airport to then get on a train and, and do public transport to get to another airport. <laughs> to the airport then, where he then, was eventually going to end up 
24 hours, <laughs> 24 hours later. to then fly across the country to, to, come, to come back. back. I, I would have been okay if I had to just flying <laughs> one flight to Svo. If I had to do one flight, I would have been okay, but it, it, it was an adventure, no, but, but I, I enjoyed I, it. I completely understand your pain because on non-rev lounge, I've heard episodes of maybe it was Tyler or maybe it was a friend stuck in Hawaii for days, but you being downgraded from a 777-300 to a 200, very similar. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a complaint. <laughs> the, the pains we go through as Tyler, you yeah, need to take control. stuck in Hawaii. Tyler, you need to take control. First off, if you heard from the first show, we were in San Francisco. So if you hear airplanes, because we're right outside the window. And I think the last time we had to make that public service pr- announcement was when we recorded with, with Greg last time when we were at the H Hotel. So every time we have Greg, we record with him, record with him in California by airports. So one of my bucket list things is to fly on an A220. I know it's not a big wide body plane, but it's new, and uh, I think they look really good. And actually, Drew in the first show over on Next Trip talked about that's on his bucket list too. But Nate actually has not only flown on an A220, he's flown on the inaugural one for Delta, which was the first one. I believe in the United States. So, what do you tell us about that, Nate? Yeah. So, yeah. So, in uh, like Feb six, I believe of twenty nineteen, Delta's Delta launched their A two twenty, which was the first first A two twenty in, in uh, Northern America, and I was super stoked about it. And I was tracking it for months when the date was released, and we purchased it. It was it was awesome, and Brandy was totally on board. She like totally didn't get my av geekery, and, and so it was, this was really pretty early on in my av geekery. But, but I was all in on it. I had to get on this A220. Showed up. We had an awesome awesome night in uh, New York. She didn't understand that like we were only going to be in New York for mm, like 18 hours. But I was totally cool with it. Yeah, we kind of overslept. So the thing was, <laughs> like, <laughs> the thing was, well, we were having a good time in New York. We stayed up really late. I mean, and the flight was, I don't even remember what it was. The flight was like 6 or 7 a.m. It was really, wow. really early. And so... The hotel that I'd got, so it was the flight was out of LaGuardia, and we stayed at a hotel like near Central Park, and that's not super close to LaGuardia. And there's no <laughs> public transportation from anywhere yeah. in New York to LaGuardia. Yeah, so we knew we were going to have to have an Uber, and yeah, we, we kind of slept in a little bit, but there was something supernatural, and the alarm clock at the in our hotel room was like set for like five or five thirty, which was like an hour after we needed to wake up and it went off and Brandy woke up and said, we got to get up because we needed to be at the airport like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> and I was freaking out and I was running around the hotel room. And we're like, yeah, I grab all the camera gear and got to grab the GoPro and all this stuff. Well, we, I mean, we missed, I mean, Delta had this huge like send off event at, at, at the gate. We missed all of that, but we got on the plane, like literally we walked on the plane. They closed the doors like two minutes after us. And, and then the captain came on and talked about how awesome the A220 was. And that was the inaugural flight and whatnot. I mean, I thought, I, I thought, I thought I screwed it up. I thought I missed it. I, I thought I, I was like, Brandy, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I let I dragged you to New York. Yeah, I dragged we don't get to fly a 220. Yeah, like the whole purpose of this trip <laughs> was was like for us pointless. But I was so happy because we got to get on. We were just we were just so stoked to be on it because we didn't think we were going to get on it. Like we thought for sure we weren't going to get on it. We told the Uber driver we're like we needed to be at the airport an hour ago. As fast as you're willing to drive, go. And he went and he hauled 
thank God it was like first thing in the you morning. There's no traffic. You don't need to say that New York though. They're they're gonna I drive. Know. They're gonna drive like you needed to be at the airport an hour ago. Whether I guess. you have five hours or negative one hour. Was it a full flight? Oh yeah, it was totally packed. I mean, there were so many av geeks on that flight. So, it so was you almost ridiculous. made you two almost people's, made two day, people's yeah. lives really. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm looking at everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, you it almost was, made it, two standby passengers. Yeah. Very happy. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they were they were like they were standing out there to panic, and now that now I know what that feels yeah. like. And here we are, like. <laughs> they're about to close those doors like two minutes before, and they're like, "If Brandy Willoughby and Nathan Modison don't get on this plane, you're gonna get a seat." And there we were. I've never run through an airport, and I didn't even know where we were going. It was it was utter panic, but got so on the plane. The it was cake and the speeches. Yeah, I missed all of it, but we were in 22A and B, and I was happy as could be. Took off. It was it was amazing. Did you I was pee so thrilled. in the lab with the window? You know, I did. Yeah. Did you, you close the shade? Why would I privacy. close the shade? No. Privacy? There Why was it like 35,000 feet? An Emirates A380 <laughs> that lines up next. And I'd be like, hello, do you see me? And I'd wave at him and I'd say, the, this is what I'm window. doing right now. He had to jump to wave. <laughs> I don't have to jump. Uh, he, had to stand, he had to stand on the seat. <laughs> hey, everybody. Right, yeah. <laughs> No, I loved that's it. A, that's a funny story. Yeah, Thanks it is for a funny that. story. I wish it wasn't that entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doug, your turn. Since you've been on last, you've got a new job. So congratulations. I think we've we've talked about it a little bit. Yeah, thank you. Your dream job. So what has your, been your favorite destination and what made it so amazing? Of course, Cancun. I, I, I know I've talked about this on our podcast. There, there's just something magical about being on the beach in a really nice resort. I do love Hawaii. I, I know you guys talk about it extensively yeah. on on your show about the the islands and every every one of the islands. It's Hawaii is just it's peaceful, it's magical, it's beautiful. There there's something great about that. Moving away from the beach destinations, Nashville was awesome. I had I'd never been there. I do Florida a lot. I had a really great layover in Fort Lauderdale. Went to a like a Cuban like salsa club where it was it was like a bar and a, a dance club and and people were doing salsa it was it was great i i have not had a bad layover i feel like yes this is absolutely my dream job i i have never been happier going to work in the mornings and and even marissa my wife has mentioned to me she says there's just a glow to me the the night before finished packing and and she's like where are you off to tomorrow and i i could say well i'm going to hartford connecticut she's like i've never seen you so excited to leave for work to go to hartford it's the people i work with are awesome the places i go are awesome but we talked about it on on our show yesterday the seeing the people in the airport and being able to get these people to their destination it it doesn't it doesn't matter where we're going. Everyone's got a story about why they're trying to get there, and knowing that I'm getting families connected again, and and people to where they need to be, and business travelers to close a deal. Just knowing that I've got close to 200 people, between 150 and 200 people sitting behind me trying to get to whatever they're going to, like you can't put it you can't put a price on that. It's it's incredible. That's so seeing your pictures because you'll send them to us in our group and. You're sitting on the beach in Hawaii or Cancun, and I'm like, oh. and then Drew's complaining how they're snowed in. <laughs> <laughs> His work's terrible, and I was like, I wonder if he's jealous. So I have a question real quick, and then move on. 
do you send those pictures to your wife when she's home working with the kids or do you monitor how that we- <laughs> you, you know that that's actually that is a very great question yes this is my my first airline job and and my last airline job i'm i'm not going anywhere but my time in the air force i went to hawaii i went to the azores i did dolphin watching and scuba diving and all that stuff when i was a young pilot i was very hesitant to go out and have fun and if i did i wouldn't tell her about it and she found out i think from a friend and she she pulled me aside and said i don't want you to not have fun on your trips at my expense I want you to be able to enjoy what you're doing and go experience it because I would feel bad knowing that you're just sitting in the hotel room, not going, doing these things. I don't send her all the pictures that I send you guys. I do. She does know where I'm going. She knows I was in Cancun. I didn't tell her I sat at a beachfront bar drinking margaritas last night. She can probably guess and assume I don't hold back from her, but I also don't don't send her the same things. That you don't I rub it in. I, I don't rub it in. No, like you do not, with us. Not at all. He rubs yeah. it in with us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. He wants to make us jealous. <laughs> <laughs> During a snowstorm usually. Yeah. Yeah. But she she also understands that it is work. Yeah. And j- just because I got to sit in Cancun doesn't mean that the flight tonight, we weren't trying to climb and descend to find good good weather or good smooth air for the passengers i've i've done my fair share of de-icings and landing in zero viz and snow and things like that so it's not just this i i get to fly to cancun i'm I'm not sitting in first class drinking wine flying to cancun and then drinking wine flying home like not all the time not not all the time (laughs) that's true there are some deadheads that that do happen but no i i mean i i do i do share the experiences with her and I'm honest with her and I tell her part of it is because we have this giant growing list of places that we want to go as a family and as Marissa and me and leave the kids with my parents so that we can go do some some fun things, just us. And I'm, I'm doing research like Drew and I talk about for the podcast. I'm, I'm researching <laughs> places that I think we would like to go. Right. Yeah. That's a good cop out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a business trip. It's a business trip. I think Doug's always been an airline guy. So like when you talk about your work now, you're much more excited about it mm-hmm. than your last job. I mean, you were excited about yeah. the KC-10. Yeah, but I feel like there's more. There's a lot more energy now when you talk about your work. I can also talk about it a lot more uh, openly. Well, and, we can relate more because we're, we're all in the same industry. Yeah. yeah, It's fun to watch your trips and be yeah, jealous I mean, with you. Good. I'll, I mean, I'll keep sending that. Just listen to Doug talking about that. I mean, like... Don't don't we all want to be pilots now? I mean, like he gets to fly all those passengers to all those places. That's like I never really even thought about it that way. Like yeah. that's so cool. But no, that's I mean, so powerful. What you like? What Doug talks about? It makes me jealous because it seems like so much fun. But it is hard work. Like oh yeah, I thought it was much easier than what you like flying coast to coast. I did not know that you were for five and a half hours. You're working hard for most mm-hmm. of that time. Yeah. But to your point, Nate, when I talk about that stuff and I, I try and excite you about it, yeah. we have a pilot shortage. And, and, and we've talked about this. Tyler's listeners can, and Moe's and Laura's listeners can go listen to, to our show. We have a pilot shortage. And we have people who don't want to go into the industry for whatever reason. Every year, fewer and fewer pilots get into the industry. So if, if you can listen to us talk about it and, and see and hear my excitement 
maybe that'll that'll encourage people to go in and want to do that and want to see how much I, I love doing it. And I can make it work with a family, with with young children and animals and a wife who works and, and a spouse who works and all that. Like, it's possible. And it, it's it's not impossible for anyone to right. to do that if if they want to. Yeah, everything's possible. And, and there's so many so many things now with like the United Aviate and American and Envoy, they they all have their Delta's programs. Propel, and, Propel yeah. and, and flow through programs and all that. Like there, there's tons of opportunities. Yeah. yeah. So on your show, you guys always talk about these, your dream trips, these sometimes there's different airplanes, sometimes it's different destinations and you keep adding to them, but I feel like you're not crossing them off. So yeah. let's go through the list and let's hear your destinations that you want to do or your, the flights that you want to be on. And then, what are our dream flights? So we want to fly a 747-8, mm-hmm. and we want to fly an Airbus A220. You have, but I have not. And what else do we have? I think those are the big things we need to check off the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but You wanted to do a Singapore flight, we, we, too. Yeah, we have a, that schedule. We're, we're, we're booked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're booked on Singapore Airlines. Doug has never been on Singapore Airlines, and I think that's one of the best airlines in the world. So I'd like for you to experience that. So we are booked on Singapore Airlines from Manchester to Houston, but Doug's schedule is crazy. So we have not been able to plan anything. Like this whole thing with Doug being here with us was just by chance because we scheduled it because we got to we have you busy guys lives have your too. time off, yeah. And it just so happened that Doug was able to join us because you don't know your schedule until like a month, a, a few a weeks, week, a week or two in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you can do all of them in one. Do a a seven forty seven to Europe take a 220 over there and then no because i want each of them no i want each of them to be individual so we really appreciate each one separately Mm -hmm. and it's also three trips versus one well and and doug's flown on the 220 so if you ever need a 220 partner i'm here here for you (laughs) yeah hey i'll do i'll do i'll i haven't done a 220 yet so drew and i can do the 220 together yeah they're all over the place now there's a bunch of them well and the 747-8 trip we should probably plan that with all Mm y'all right on lufthansa or korean i think we should all go and we should probably invite listeners on both shows to join us well i I will say when i move to the triple seven next month what when i get done with training I'll be on reserve, and I will not be flying anywhere near as much as I am right now. But you will, still won't get your schedule until a few days. I before. won't, but I get a bigger block of time, guaranteed time off. Because right now, between my trips, I have like two days. So I'm gone for four days. I have two days off, enough time to walk the dogs, do the laundry, clean the house, and then repack and, and go again. On the triple seven, every month I'll get a guaranteed six day block off where I'm not doing anything. And I'm going to be home sitting, waiting for flights to possibly pop up where I can do some of the house stuff and and things like that. So I think that for this purpose, and and Marissa and I have talked about it, and and we've said this will actually free us up even more to to travel because she hasn't used my benefits yet at all. I I am the only person who's used my benefits, and it, it was once when we went to Myrtle Beach. Yeah. No, Marissa is going to love it. If you got if you can get blocks of 6 days off, that is perfect. I would plan 3-day trips. That way if you get bumped, you still have 3 more days to get back. Yeah. But you can go to a lot of places with 6 days off. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Doug, you you said you're getting ready to go to start training on the 777. Mm-hmm. You haven't been on the 737 for 
really that or you haven't actually been flying the 737 that long are you excited to go to the triple seven or do you kind of want to stay on the triple se- or the 737 for a little while longer the, the great question if I, I would say if i was single and didn't have a family i would stay on the 737 because the, mm-hmm. the flying is awesome this the crazy schedule changes it, it's it's great it reminds me of being a co-pilot on the kc-10 where the scheduler calls you and says you're going to germany tomorrow and you're like yeah that's awesome let's do it but with two young kids and a wife who works full-time it's tough. It like even when I get my monthly schedule, I haven't had a single month where at the end of the month the schedule stayed the same as what I got at the beginning of the month. And being able going to we at, at our airline, I I don't know if other airlines say this. We say it's like two different airlines. When you go to the wide body international flying, you're you're at a totally different airline than you are when you're doing the narrow body grind. It, it really is a grind, and it's it's tiring and exhausting. Yeah, it's it's awesome going to Cancun, but I left I left San Francisco at eight o'clock yesterday morning, which meant that I was up at three, and I left for the airport at four, and I landed tonight. And I'm like, if if not for doing this this podcast, I, I like I'm I'm gonna get home late regardless. And I have to get up and do family stuff in the morning and, and all that. And I'm home for two days and I leave again on Thursday. It's it's a grind. It, it really is. And with a family, that's so much more difficult. Yes, I'm going to miss the flying. I'm going to miss Cancun and some of the Hawaii layovers and things like that. But going to the international wide body fleet, your trips are, even if they've changed a little bit, they're a lot more predictable. And, and schedule-wise, it makes it a lot easier. So it's, it's one of those where it's like, once my kids are older and gone, I can come back to the left seat on the seven, three and do the grind again. And it'll, it'll be fine. Yeah. Now from a Navigeek standpoint, flying the triple seven though, mm-hmm. like that, that's going to be way more fun than flying the seven, three, right? Yo, I mean, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Why will it be more fun? Why is the triple seven nineties? So more power, more power. Okay. Yeah. Well that, and I, I mean, just. Coming from the the DC ten, there, there's just something about a wide body. Like I, I don't want to say prestige. It like it's not any better than a seven thirty seven or or a seven twenty seven or seven forty seven. But like na- name any airplane. But there's just that, and and you've talked about this on on our show, Drew. The international terminal at the mm-hmm. airport. There's that energy of people oh, right. going to Mumbai, going to Delhi, going to Sydney, and, and you have all these all these people who are going to these far flung destinations that a lot of people they're going to for the first time. Mm. When you're flying San Francisco to LA or Newark to Detroit, that's that's it's shuttle. It's well, it's a bus. Yeah. Like, I mean, the way I can describe it, so even today, coming from Newark, yeah. Like when you're on a narrow body, I just feel like it's transportation. Mm-hmm. But when you're on a wide body, I feel like it's an event. An event, an experience. Yeah, I feel like it's unique. Yeah. Like, I felt like it was more significant. I don't know why that it feels that way. Because we're domestic. It was domestic flight. Could have been yeah, a 737. Yeah, it was still, it, was, it was certainly still was domestic. But yeah, there's something about that 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 wide body experience. And it's not, it's not like it's like some sort of grandiose, like, I'm better than everyone else. Is it your mind just, tricking you so, into the fact that maybe this could be an international it flight? It could, because you kind of could feel be. like that. I've 
because you get the amenity kit and it's business class and yeah but i'm just trying to think of like from a, like a like a pilot standpoint like it just must feel so amazing when you when you put full right. the full thrust there like you got you got full throttle there and you've got the ge90s and all these people behind you and it's so big and it's so powerful like that's got to be so exciting mm-hmm. i mean not that there's anything unexciting about a 737 the cfms <laughs> but like but it, it, it's great but yeah there's something about that that wide body power. experience mm-hmm. and then the power What's of a different that? it's a different quality of yeah. flight so when you're a passenger on a wide body it's just everything is better everything's a little bit better yeah. but anyway i mean we're talking about our dream flights what would your dream flight be? Like, do you guys have something on your list that you want to do? Yeah, yeah, I want to go to I want to go to Japan. Okay, just Japan. Yep, okay. yep I just want to go to Japan, even if on a seven fifty seven through Anchorage. <laughs> um, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I would totally do that, and it would be it would be fun, and we could like talk about that and stuff. So that's the other thing about like this experience. Like, I want to try that experience just so we have something awesome to talk about, something new to discuss. But no, I mean. I, I want to fly. I want to fly JAL. I want to fly. Um, you know, I mean, out of Seattle, uh, Delta's got like their three thirty Neo that I want to try out. I mean, even though I don't like the three thirty, uh, <laughs> which he's I, never tried, I, which yeah, I've never, never tried. Flung. But I'm, it's, I bet it's. I bet it's amazing. I just. I think the old the old three thirty is not very attractive. But uh, uh, you know, just I, I want to go to. I want to go to Asia. Yeah, that's a big deal for me. Uh, the, I think I earlier on the show, people our listeners probably heard I, that was one of mine too. This hopefully this year but yeah i've never been over there so yeah and that was one of our plans we were going to do that in 2020 and then COVID hit and so i was like eh, what's well, that's that's going to be maybe maybe this year i mean maybe hopefully, it yeah. might be 2023 we'll dust see. off those miles yeah yeah who knows we might end up going to europe i mean they're starting to already already open up a little bit mm-hmm. yep. so maybe it might be europe instead but we'll see i mean Great. we're talking lufthansa 7-4 I, I'm not as much about the destinations as I am about the aircraft. I really want to fly on a 747 before yeah. they're all gone. Right. Um, yep. And unfortunately, the only place, the only carriers that are flying 747s now are international carriers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And until the, U, until the U.S., and, and I'm not trying to make this any political or anything like that, but until the U.S. lifts the testing mandate mm-hmm. to come mm-hmm. back to come back into the u.s i'm nervous about flying internationally yeah. mm-hmm. because you go someplace I, I take a 747 over to germany on lufthansa and i turn around to come back home and i test positive right and it's a false positive okay. and i'm stuck mm-hmm. i'm stuck in germany for another seven days until i can test negative to come home again and yeah. until they lift that requirement i'm nervous about doing that but it's something that i really want to do it's one thing that i'd like to do in 2022 is is get the 747 if they get that that testing mandate so what you're saying is germany sucks and you don't want to be stuck there for a week well it's not like you can just go to the beer hall if you I know test yeah. positive no, yeah that would, that would suck so. so bad to just be because you feel like you're stuck somewhere if it's planned to be there for a week or two that's just no big that's right a different right story but yeah. so so for me it's about the it's it's more about the aircraft you know i'd like yeah. again there's not many of them flying i'm not a huge a380 fan but i'd like to you know Get an A three eighty, a seven four seven, before they're all gone, and mm-hmm. and maybe even the A three forty with Lufthansa starting sure. service to 
St. Louis, yeah. it sounded like they might start that service with an A340. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I could knock off those four engine planes before they're all gone, that'd be awesome. Can, yeah. can, I, can I just jump in real quickly? I, I know we have to move on, but I have learned in my short nine months with the airline that pilots are like non-revers, that there are cliques or groups of pilots when it comes to schedules. Some pilots don't care where they go. They just don't want to work weekends. They don't want to fly red eyes. They could care less what their destination is. They want a good schedule. There are other pilots who don't care about the schedule. They want the good layovers. They, hmm. they want to go to good places. And that that actually makes bidding for the trips for us easier because I know I don't care if I do a red eye if I end up in Cancun or if I do a red eye home from Hawaii. I know a lot of pilots don't want to fly red eyes and a lot of pilots don't want to go to Mexico. So that actually builds in that seniority for me to be able to say, Hey, I'll fly red eye to Mexico. And that knocks out 50% of the possible people who are trying to get that, that trip kind of like non-revers non-revers have their destinations and their schedules and, and things like that. So it's, it's been really interesting just to learn that, that system i know rampers a little bit tuesday wednesday off and you're like why and then yeah. like, well, those are good days of non travel yeah. Yeah, yeah those all right so it's too early to add this option as a dream flight but boom aerospace is working on a supersonic jet that can seat 88 passengers and fly from new york to london in about three hours would we rather fly that in a premium economy seat or fly 6.5 hours subsonic on a triple seven in a live flat seat Tyler, you're Mr. Live Flat. What would you do? I think I would want to do it once. I want to want that experience that that have geeky to go that fast would be amazing. But if you're traveling, I'd rather have a good seat to get rest and so when I hit the ground running, I'm and plus, you know, I love the service and it's more of that experience than just being set up and going fast. So one time is, is would be good. Yeah. So the answer is both (laughs) i mean yeah i mean you got you got to try i mean why wouldn't you you got to try that boom thing like yeah like i wish i was in i wish i was an av geek when the concord was around so i could have just flown it one time yeah but but it goes too fast i mean it's over too fast yeah yeah, it goes yeah you get you gotta you're talking two and a half hours versus six and a half i mean come on greg is really the person who we need to be asking because he was the one who just said it's not about the destination it's about the airplane airplane. that he wants to fly oh absolutely you know i I, i'm kind of like tyler a little bit to fly it absolutely i would love to fly a supersonic just to say i've done it Mm -hmm. check that off the list would i would i choose that over six and a half hours in a lie flat that I don't fit in. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Again. I, I, I would choose the lie flat over yeah. just because you, it gives you some time, like Tyler mm-hmm. said, to rest on the flight and be able to hit the ground running when you get there. Whereas if you're zipping across the Atlantic, you, by the time they've come through with the meal service, it's, and, and come you're, through you're, to pick up your trash. You're starting the you're, final. You're starting your the final approach. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy Ty- to think that 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 flight. I mean, that's like Dallas to San Francisco. Yeah. That's the same length. Tyler, I, I want to bring Mo in. I, I know she's not on here, but she consistently talks about she 
doesn't even know what airplane she's on sometimes mm. or, yeah. or doesn't know airplanes. And she runs an aviation podcast. <laughs> it's a travel, <laughs> it's a travel podcast, but yeah. she, she's more about the destination. And, and I, I feel like our circle that this group of five people and, and some of the other people that we interact with, I feel like we're more about the aviation side and less about the service and, and whatever Mo, I could see her wanting to do boom because she doesn't care about the airplane. She mm. doesn't care as much about the, the... Oh, she just wants to get there. She just wants to get there. And to her, it's about the destination. That's true. And there is a whole... Going back to what I was talking about with the, the pilots who some want the weekends off, some care about the destination, others don't. I feel like Mo, and she is probably a, a good representation of a subset of non-drivers, yeah. don't care about how long they're getting that excellent service don't care about what airplane they're on, don't even know what airplane they're on. They want to get to where they're going to be able to spend more time and experience mm-hmm. where they're going as opposed to doubling the time to have more drinks in a lie flat seat. To be fair, she is not as big a snob as I am, but she is a snob. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like we agree. But, but we do it once. But, but if you think about this, that product, mm-hmm. What could it open up if you're going out of Philly, Boston for day trips? If you can get to Europe in right. just a couple hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, and like meet point. up with someone for coffee and then go like home that night. Just go have lunch or dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because you can do that. Like in Phoenix, I will fly up here to San Francisco when it's 110 to, to go spot for, for lunch the day or lunch. And then yeah. go back. Mm-hmm. And then back to the heat. But just to get out of it. What if you could do that? But you from, wouldn't do that because it's not live flight. It was only a couple hours. I, and I lived in the coast. <laughs> for Phoenix, they're not going to fly that airplane anyways. Yeah. But if you lived in, I don't know where you go from the West Coast, but from the East Coast mm-hmm. to Europe is one that stands out. Of, or maybe from Miami down to to Brazil for yeah. for the day. Wonder what I the mean, wonder what the boom from San Francisco or Los Angeles to Honolulu would be. Oh yeah, it would be two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. two hours. So you could be hours. in Honolulu in two and a half hours, yeah. have have lunch and go to the beach. Waikiki, and then turn around and yeah, come back no, that, and be back here in time Tyler, for dinner. That, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah. So that'd be interesting to see. It, I mean, there's not a lot of seats on there, so there may not be a lot of options, but that uh, could be fun. Yeah, the idea hmm. of like going and having a meal halfway around the world. And back home in the same day. That's awesome. Well, I think I people that. didn't they do that on the Concorde? They would fly from yeah. London to that New was, York, be, be in New for a York business in time meeting. for lunch. Yeah, yeah, have a, lunch a and fly right back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was the whole. That was one of the whole selling points of yeah. the Concorde was being able to, you, like you said, be in New York for a business meeting and then be back home by dinner. Dallas to Frankfurt. I think it could work. Yeah, and I think all of us advocates want to want to see it. We we just want to fly it. It would be something yeah. new. It would be awesome. It would be amazing. Yeah, we probably choose the triple seven on the longer yeah after flight yeah. stuff but yeah it would be so once funny done to it, fly. I, I, once i've done it uh, i'm i'm good yeah just and, gotta and, do it, it. <laughs> tyler speaking of your listeners i i know you're you're really in touch with them and and you communicate a lot what do you think they would want like a, a lot of the non-revers do you think they would rather have a shorter flight like mo to to get to the destination or do you think they would want the longer flight to experience that business class product for a, a like for a longer time to add, to enjoy it? I think it's a it's a mix because there's 
like Monique represents a certain sect of, and then Laura and I, we like this. Even though Laura yeah. has only done it once, she, she was so jealous. Which is crazy. That I did, yeah. did JetBlue. She was so jealous that I did that. And so I think there's a mix of, I mean, we have listeners that work for Southwest, and that's all they have. Yeah. That's what they fly. That's true. So, yeah. So there's a mix of just get me to a destination, and I'm like. I'll go out of my way to get the good seat. I'll be flying across the country the wrong way. To- yeah, <laughs> so, so it definitely is uh, an interesting to see. So there's another non-rever that would probably have a totally different perspective is your flight attendants. Like Laura, what do the flight attendants want? Do they want to have to work this two and a half hour super fast flight? I think yeah. they'd have to do a turn. Yeah, uh, well, that, I, I can oh. tell you that, that that's something that we've talked about is how like are you going to end up doing London turns yeah. At, yeah. as a pilot yeah. or a flight attendant? Yeah, because yeah, you easily could. <laughs> because I at my airline there are I I can even tell you the the Cancun flight that I just did. I I would not want to deadhead to Cancun, turn around and then fly the airplane back to San Francisco. Yesterday, my flight down there, all four flight attendants, they were a turn. Oh God! And and they That's want not... they wanted it. They they were like, it is a great paying day trip. Hmm. And they can be back. But home. but the pilots are the pilots are like, no, I want to go to Cancun and spend twenty four hours on the beach. So even within the operations, within the in flight crews, mm-hmm. you get some people who are like, oh, I'll easily work a twelve hour turn, and I want to sleep in my own bed th- that night. Right. But other people are like, no, I, I want to fly five hours, six hours, whatever it ends up being, and spend the night. London, would you really want to do a London turn? Yeah, like you, you land, you land in Europe. You want to stay in Europe. Right. Do you really want to fly to Europe and act like you're going from Atlanta to Salt Lake and back or something? Yeah, I think it'd be a, a low seniority thing if yeah. it was just a turn. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't want that. No, they would be like. Give me back the days of but it might 48 be a, hours. It, but it might be a high seniority turn because they, I, I can tell you from San Francisco, the day trips, like the the Vegas turn and back, that is a very high seniority trip mm-hmm. because the people, the the pilots who live locally, who want to sleep in their own bed, oh, yeah. who don't care anymore about the layovers because we talked about those, those pods of people. Yeah. They're like... Well, I, I would love to do that because I don't have to be away from home, away from family, and I get paid the same amount. Yeah, so they can have the prestige of flying the SST, and they could still be home for dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see people bidding for that. All right, last topic. Now, you're all my friends, but time to find out who is your favorite host of the Runner Lounge. Tyler. <laughs> Tyler is my favorite host. My official right, answer job, is Tyler, yeah. too. <laughs> End of segment. I'm, I'm going to say Mo. Mo. Yeah, Greg, do you have one? I'm gonna have to go with Mo too. T- Tyler, I, I I love you. I feel like you you are the how do I put this? You're like the late night host. People don't watch late night for the host; they watch for the guests. And I feel like <laughs> it's not Mo- a compliment. Yeah, this is no, not no, a compliment. No, no. <laughs> I, I no, sorry that sounded that sounded bad. They don't listen for you. But. You 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 you're funny and you're witty and we laugh at you. But Mo has these one-liners and stupid things that she says that you're like, wait, what? And and 
people laugh. As I'm Ty- as I'm editing, it drives me crazy because I'm like, oh, I should just cut that out. It's too, <laughs> too, too, too <laughs> funny voting. Tyler's the straight guy, yeah. and 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 Mo is the is the comedian. Yeah, yeah. but she and I don't think she even realizes it. Sometimes I, don't I think, think so. she just makes these comments that are just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't catch it until after she's already said it, and you're so like, funny. oh, that was really funny. <laughs> she has the the honey badger. She doesn't care. Yeah. Well, Tyler's my favorite she's host a- because the the Nonref Lounge podcast is so good because of Tyler because you put it together and maybe Mo and Lara sound great because you do it in a way that really accentuates them and not you. It's Tyler who puts it together. And we have yeah. to give a shout out to Nonref's new social media manager, Brittany. Yeah, oh, yeah. she's really doing nice a killer job, job on the yeah, social media mm-hmm. now. Yeah. She's doing a great job on that. Yeah, yeah. Could she do that for us too? Sure. Yeah, Brittany. she asked for, for the show if you want some help on for this one. But when when we we, use, we could use the help. Yeah, when we, Drew we and I could are all so busy. Our her. social media is, has <laughs> dropped off. When we talked about this, I was like doing this. I said, "Yeah, it'll be fun" because they had a girl show a couple weeks ago, and then a boy show. But at the same time, I was like, "I want Monique and Lara to be here just because their personalities are so good." And I. I end up being more dry on the show than my personality. I think is more fun, but uh, I'm I'm worrying about the audio and things. We, but Drew and I see that in our like Tyler. You are oh yeah, you are so witty and he funny. So like witty. in our in our group chats and and texts and everything. But the couple times we had you on the show, it yeah, was, you're so it was deadpan. Like, it, yeah, it was very deadpan, <laughs> very aviation focused, and we're like, where was the Tyler? Yeah. Like the Where's making fun of people. Yeah, yeah. I, I I will say I think like listening to all of season one and now season two of of non rev lounge, you definitely have gotten into your comfort Roof. zone. Your yeah, your I think groove. We're starting to get yeah. better. Yeah. And, so. But then you asked, who's your favorite? host and what was your favorite segment oh. my favorite segment was what you had i don't know if it was this last episode or the one before where all of you you monique and lara you talked about your jobs and what you loved about it and what you hated about it i really loved listening to that because i think as a listener i want to get to know more about you and what you do on a day job and that's what people tell mm-hmm. us yep. like we think some of the stuff that we talk about i did a whole segment on bag cans I thought that would be boring, but people loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I people found it boring. People love learning. You know, people love knowing what you do. And I really liked that episode because Lara talked about what she loved yeah. being, about being a flight attendant. Yeah. Monique talked about what she loved. I think one of the things was Monique kind of makes their dream come true. When she calls them up to clear them for a seat, just like us, yeah. she just made their dream of a Hawaii vacation come yeah. true. Yeah. So I really enjoyed listening. Something else I I know that we're trying to steal your listeners and you're trying to steal ours by doing this by by doing this crossover. There isn't a single non rev lounge episode that I listen to where I don't laugh out loud. Yeah, at least five or six times. Like I, I'll, I'll drop the kids off at school and I'll listen to it on the way home. And I, it takes a lot for me to laugh out loud, and I catch myself like not being able to see the road sometimes because I'm because like you or Mo or someone says something and I'm like, that is absolutely ridiculous. And I just, I lose it. Well, thank you. I think we try to have a good time entertaining and uh, share some tips of things, the places to go. And so can I share my biggest laugh from non (laughs) Yeah, real quick? And I literally had to stop on the side of the road. (laughs) It was when Monique, when, when you had a guest that worked at the church. Oh yeah. 
And then she worked for America West. Oh, no. oh yeah. And then Monique asked her, "Who paid more, Jesus or America West?" <laughs> no, she oh, said, no. "So she said, so she said, Jesus paid the same as America West." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I was, had to pull aside. That one was funny. And I don't think she, I don't think she even meant that to be. Funny. No, she she's just, just stuff. Monique just said yeah. it, and it was funny. Yeah, it's the best kind of comedy. Yeah. All right, so this was a blast having you guys with us and uh, yeah. doing this and talking about non stuff and our work stuff and some of our dream places we want to go and planes we want to go on. So, Yeah, and it, but it's uh, so awesome. I mean, we, this morning we left, we woke up and, and, and left Newark at whatever time we even left. We were here before lunchtime. You gained lunchtime three hours then. heading It's yeah. so great. West. We had a whole yeah. day here. Yeah. It was a long day, but it was yeah, great. Going east to west is great. Yeah. yeah. West to east. Yeah, so tomorrow, Drew, we're going we're gonna to fly back to Newark. We were, we were gonna fly. We were gonna fly to Houston. Wait, was it? Yeah. What? It's all. I, yeah. Welcome to non-rev world. For <laughs> yeah, non-rev world. So I thought you it's guys all were, jacked yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. So we got we got here and we were looking at it. Yeah. And, and so my flight, I've got to get back home tomorrow night. Yeah. I absolutely. One hundred percent. Have to get home. The flight through Houston is looking a little dicey. The E one seventy five from Houston back to Dallas. I was like, yeah, probably not gonna happen. But, but if we went through Newark, but Newark, Newark, Newark like to Dallas, plus seats. So you're going to end up in a great product from yes, here better. to yep. Newark, yep. and then you're guaranteed to get on the flight. Yes. You sound like Tyler yeah. right and, now. And I'm going to get home no. I'm gonna get home one hour later. So why not do that? <laughs> yeah, so we're going to get a 777-300, right. Greg. And Sorry, Greg. Love you. We're probably going to get business. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but it was funny listening to Nate call Brandy to tell her. I'm going to be home an hour later. Like, uh-huh. So you have to go all the way to Newark. <laughs> She's well, thinking it's like Yeah. yeah you you you're doing something crazy or whatever. But but the thing is I don't want to get stuck in Houston. I yeah, can't right. get stuck in Houston tomorrow night. So if I've got to go all the way to Newark, it sounds silly. But it, there's a hundred plus seats. Yeah, there's hundred plus on, on like seats two, from Newark on two to flights Dallas. that I can get. Tyler is just vindicated what? right yeah. now. I heard a word that I Donner's usually don't use and that's guaranteed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you just say guaranteed? Well, maybe. Well, but it was a hundred plus seats versus what ten? Yeah. I mean, I only I'll new take, non-revs say guaranteed. But I'll, I'll take a hundred times two versus ten times one. I have got, I've got one hundred eighteen seats open on my flight tomorrow, and I'm still looking at backups. Yeah, yeah. You just never know. Right I now. think Nate actually early on in our friendship when we were talking about non-revving, yeah. I think you said, "Now this is guaranteed, right?" And I almost fell off. I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, because I'm the kind of guy that that the books his seat like. Four to five months in advance, oh, yeah. and I know that it's going to be eight A yeah, every that, time. That was that was yeah. me. It it took a lot to mm-hmm. get away from that. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me too. Yeah, non rev is tough. Yeah, I it's been know an adventure, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I, I would wouldn't only want to have this anything. adventure with the four of you. Oh, <laughs> we'll take care of you. We won't. We'll make sure you don't get stuck in Hawaii for four days. <laughs> Hawaii for four days? You, no, no. Just, please just, stick me yeah. into Hawaii for four days. <laughs> Sorry, Brandy. Uh, Nate's actually going San Fran to Lahui tomorrow. <laughs> Nate's Nate's flight from Newark to Dallas is going to get canceled. Yeah, it got canceled. Got canceled. Well, thanks for being on a show with us. Real quick, talked about this on the other shows. March sixth, we're doing our meetup in Chicago. I know Greg has mentioned he might come join us, so hopefully that works. And if you guys are free. Come have lunch with us. We're going to have pizza in Chicago. And to our listeners, come join us. We already have a handful of people that have said they want to come join us. A lot of them listen to your guys' show, too. But uh, that'll be fun. We've got some good places that we've been told are good. But we yeah. we're trying to find out something that's good for everyone that's um, easy to get to. Because a lot of people are going to do day trips into Chicago okay. for it. 
and so we want something that's convenient. Well, you know Nicole and Seb from yeah, Chicago. Yeah. I would just go with whatever they recommend because they're from there. They'll yeah. probably be wearing shorts even if it's snowing. Yeah, it could be. They'll March. probably take you to Sabaros. <laughs> <laughs> uh, little Caesars. You yeah. know this little place. Okay, Michael Scott. <laughs> so thanks for being on. Everyone, go make sure you, if you haven't, go listen to their show because that's the first part. A lot of things we talked about probably won't make sense unless you heard the first sec segment we so, did that on purpose yeah so go listen to that if you haven't but thanks for listening to both and if you hear from your show from next trip then thanks for joining us and check us out and uh, we'll see you guys next week bye guys bye he's gonna do bye bye, bye. <laughs> okay bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> okay bye oh that was so much fun guys this was awesome